this is special report. Neil Armstrong may have seen extraterrestrials on the moon. When he spies a discernible shape. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. You can deny all the things I've seen. All the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Full Spectrum Universe. We have a Wednesday night show going this week. And I have an incredible guest by the name of Shariah Dharma. And we're going to get into so many different subjects. She can run the gambit. I'm so excited for it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the bio real quick. We're going to bring her right in because this is information that's imperative to the right now. So best-selling author, seer, guide, and mentor, Shariah Dharma is a visionary and teacher of advanced psycho-spiritual energetics and the laws of attraction. Her mission is to assist the awakening of humanity to our innate divinity, healing beyond the old patterning of the past age as we uh, so we can live to our fullest potential. She is the founder of New Earth Vision Portal, Anchor the Dream, and the Visionary Stewardship and Energetic Activism. Shariah, Shariah's curricula have a place in the, in the Invisible Structures category of the permaculture that helps organizations and individuals leverage the etheric power of thought and the vibration to creating New Earth realities for a more graceful and smooth transition here we are so let's bring her in hello hello hi rob so great to have met you at portal to ascension this weekend and to to feel the energy with you here tonight and to be here with you and all of your guests thank you thank you so much it's an honor and a privilege to have you here we did meet at portal to ascension and you know we got to MC together and a lot of what you said resonated with me and you even gave that presentation that was just so spot on that I was literally taking notes and I just had to stop and listen because I knew I needed to absorb that information. And usually when I'm taking notes, you know, I, just, I go, it's, it's, you know, I, I'm taking down what I need to know. I felt like my attention, it was imperative that my attention be on exactly what you were saying. And one of the biggest parts of that was discernment and information and i thought maybe we could start there but first i want you to you know tell the people a little bit about yourself i gave you the bio but tell the people who you are what you do in your own words and let them know you know where where you lie within this spectrum of spirituality thank you so much yeah um well i have been doing these types of energy healing things for over 30 years now. In fact, I mean, really it goes back to when I was a kid because I started, I sort of came in with a strange combination of wakefulness and a lack of worldly common sense, if that makes sense. <laughs> it was a strange earth plane. But I also had like a lot of information already within me around energy healing, around um, law of attraction or manifesting our desires around tuning in in the inner planes and I started creating healing 
for myself, even as a teenager. So it's been my lifelong journey. I think most, if not, you know, many, if not most of us on the planet have experienced traumas of some sort or other, just being in this culture. So the traumas that I experienced growing up helped push me within to start working on those right away. And then that continued to develop. And I've been a geek for, for inner study and have dozens of trainings as well as, you know, the inner, my inner being, my core, my guides have taught me and pulsed me with information for many, many years. And my main goal is to help everyone awaken that divinity within themselves and find the direct source connection within ourselves. Cause I feel like that's, that's where the key is. Totally, totally agree. And you know, one of the things about an awakening process is everybody has different levels, right? Like everybody awakens at a different threshold. And I kind of touched on this during the conference a little bit when I was, when I was talking, what do you do in the sense of trying to figure out where these thresholds are and how to achieve past that point? Now, are you speaking about for an individual or for a culture or a society or a group or which? Wow. Time? Wow. That's, <laughs> we could talk about both. Let's start with the individual and then yeah. we'll go to maybe like a, like a group of people. Let's say you're going to a conference, but go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Because we can operate these same codes on all levels, personal, community, organizational, project wide, or, you know, planetary even. So that's the beautiful thing about the codes. It's, is it they're flexible to whatever you're putting your focus on? So just for starters to think about that. And with an individual, we usually somebody comes with some kind of a problem or a pain, something that they're either trying to manifest and they're having a block to manifesting that, or they're having a situation that's difficult emotionally with other people or in trying to figure out who they are and what they're supposed to do or feel or why they keep getting stumbling blocks to creating and being who they're supposed to be. And it could be some combination of these things, but usually it's one kind of pain point um, that brings people to the, you know, the session in the first place. And then once we get in there, I used to do the kind of energy work where you're sort of huffing and puffing and pulling stuff out and all kinds of, you know, energy like that. What I, and that was in my twenties when I got initiated into that sort of deep um, pranic healing uh, and energy healing where I would do it to the people, if you will. And what I've shifted into over the years is supporting people to somatically find the root core cause within themselves and to tune in with their own highest guidance their own inner being and to really help them learn how to track what's happening in their energy system as things arise for clearing and then they be, get cleared and then the next thing opens up and the next thing opens up and we go through i help track i help them track that process stay in their body keep breathing and really get information sometimes i'll bring in information or confirmation and i'll also see hear and know with them what's happening in their body mind spirit complex so i act as a, a guide and a mentor that ends up in powerful healings for them um but they get to learn the skills if you will because i don't want to just be this being who does stuff to other people and then they need to keep i mean keep coming back sure we can work on stuff for a, for a long time there's plenty to unpack and work on but i, I want to empower people with the skills if you will does that make sense Absolutely. And that's incredible because it's not, you know, a lot of people when they focus on the fact of healing people, you know, they, like you said, they, they get that energetic charge or, or let go of the traumas and then they have to come back for those next steps. And, you know, 
sending people out into the world with the tools to do that, what you're doing is you're creating an umbrella effect or a domino effect. So where, you know, hopefully they could tell somebody if they need help and then so on and so on and so on. So that it, it exponentially gets bigger and that's incredible. And that's affecting on a societal a societal level, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. incredible. Yeah. That the tools, I mean, in other words, there are birthright and our heritage, but it's, it's one of the things that we've been trained away from. We've been trained to look outside of ourselves for information, authority, help, all these things. And it's fine to get help from each other. It's absolutely crucial. It's part of our interdependence and our common unity that we can help each other. But, you know, each of us is, is connected to this source of all that is already. And that's one of the repairs and actually one of the disclosures, if you will, that's going on these days. Like somehow this culture wants to make people into little robots that are these isolated units that aren't connected to anybody or anything else. Whereas the complete opposite is actually true. The whole universe is inside of us and, and we can access whatever we need to. And at times like these, I feel like we need a little support to remember that and also to practice it because it can be very unnerving what we're going through. And if we're in that beta brain and that overly stimulated mental energy, sometimes it's hard to drop in and reconnect. So we need to support each other in being able to do that these days. Absolutely agree. And I think that, you know, awakening and having a collective also when we try and manifest our intentions and having those people trying to basically focus on the same thing as to waking people up, it does have that global, that global effect. And that's really what we're looking for when waking people up. So one of the big things that you said during your presentation was discernment and how difficult it might be sometimes to discern the right from wrong. What is, what isn't people who are being truthful or people standing in their own, basically in their own falsehoods. What kind of tools do you have for people to attenuate that sort of discernment? Yeah, I mean, I think the first one is remembering the old tenet to question everything. Um, We get conditioned with information over time without realizing it. And this creates beliefs in us. And so we have this culture a lot of times driven by beliefs rather than what's actually going on. And because certain beings that like to drive humanity in certain directions know how the mind works that way. They'll do that over time through various media and in different institutions to, to steer people's thinking in a certain direction. And so people can have be, have a very strong conviction that they've got right information because that has been done to them to make them have that very strong conviction that something's right and correct and accurate. And to the tune of even like shutting out other information because they're afraid of it or they think it's so wrong because of how they've been programmed. And that is a real challenge (laughs) these days, especially. And, And yet, you know, anyone at any stage of awakening might get pinged to sort of look behind the curtain to see who is this man behind the curtain and to start questioning. So the first thing that has to happen is something to stimulate the desire to ask the question out of what's normal. 
So I think one really primary tool to just be would be just to look at a piece of information or what somebody's sharing and be like, is that true? And just to ask yourselves, huh, I wonder if that's accurate. I wonder if that's actually true. I really believe that's true right now. I want to believe that's true. And in some of the chat forums that I was in today, you know, there's discrepancy in some information coming out even the last couple of days about what really happened. And, you know, somebody said, I really want to believe what this one person said. I mean, it's my choice, my preference is to believe him. I really want what he said to be correct. And, you know, so we, we get used to these personalities who are sharing this information and are expert and supposedly have information for us and um, that is coming directly from really great sources. But what do we do with it when they're completely opposite? <laughs> it's like, I trust this source and I trust this source, but they're saying two completely different things. This is where it's a little crazy making and it can create cognitive dissonance. So taking a deep breath and, and tuning in, taking the time to tune in with the spark of light in our heart and really connect. It may take a little doing. It may take practice. It may take going in nature. It may take setting time apart each day without distraction to be able to really do that. Even those of us who've been doing it for a very long time, sometimes it's difficult when there is so much going on, so much conflicting information. But we need to, we need to settle ourselves and center ourselves so we can tune into our heart and our source and ask, is this true? Could this person be receiving misinformation from someone else, even though they certainly seem to intend to be giving us good information? You know, what was the what was the intention behind the person putting that information out there? And, and, and th those types of questions are the first in, because if we're so blinded that we can't even question something, then we're not going to be able to have real discernment because we're literally running on belief. I absolutely agree with that. You know, <clears throat> one of the things I always tell people that I do myself is when I'm faced with something that might be maybe not against what I believe, but maybe don't agree with, the first thing I do is take that breath and never take my first thought because the first the first thought is an emotional response. Mm. The second thought is always a more logical sort of even keeled response on probing why or how somebody may feel that way or what information they have behind them to get to that conclusion right and uh, the way you put that just now is so beautifully put because this is something that societal constructs are essentially going against is this sort of discernment they just want blind followers and one of the one of the you know, the tears, I guess you could say, in the awakening process is being able to access that and being able to move forward in a way that's not that's not so polarized. Yeah. And that it's so difficult, especially, you know, and like you said, there's so many different there's so many different ways that that negative stimuli comes into range, whether it be the computer, whether it be the television, whether it be the radio, whether it be movies. I mean, we can go on and on listing them all, you know, and I'm not going to be the one to tell you, don't watch TV, don't watch a movie, do what you enjoy. I want people to do what they love. Right. And but you have to be aware of what you're doing when you're mm -hmm. attenuating that that source. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like. What are the intent? Like, I don't know if anybody saw the little thing circulating about the most popular uh, television or not television, movie channel online that starts with an N. But, <laughs> you know, those guys, there is some really information around who their founder was and what their intentions were. 
And so maybe you guys can find that if you want. Uh, I know it's circulating around Telegram, for instance. But in other words, like the, the energy behind some of these larger corporations and their either either a co-opted intent that came in later or their driving purpose for having got created in the first place was for what we might call these control freaks who just can't stand the idea of people being source connected enough to govern themselves and create a beautiful life doing so. And I feel that we are designed to do that. And it doesn't mean we don't create governance systems together and we don't do engage in common decision making because I think all that's important and that's a real growth curve for people too to do that in a way that is not uh, supplanted by those with either malintent or service to sell to the degree that their agendas aren't, they're not going to be able to represent people correctly. So, but, you know, let's, let's start learning the inner tools to take ourselves up to that next level. Kind of like when we were chatting earlier before the show that there's a kind of an initiation going on and in your face challenge on humanity right now. And, you know, who's going to who's going to go along with the program that's being fed to them and be happily traveling along on that path? Who are we to judge? Right. Maybe that's one of the paths. And who's going to be like, I don't think so. There's more for me. There's more for me than being controlled and led and lied to. And not that these people, other people don't think they're being lied to. They think they're being told the truth and they're trusting. Some of us over here are like, we're not so sure these guys have our best interests in mind, to say the least. And so there's a little bit of a bifurcation going on even with the, the activity that's occurring around very, this initiative. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> and people who, are, people who have been going along and doing their best to be good citizens, to do the right thing, to follow the rules, like with all their heart, I mean, my heart goes out to people so much that they are really, 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 really trying to do their best and to be good people and to be kind to others. But the problem is then they, they take a thing and they get sick when they weren't supposed to. And then they start questioning things or things like that. You know, these types of things have been happening to where it's, it is waking them up. And so then they're kind of starting to go from this, from this camp over to this camp, you know, they're kind of going, okay, well, maybe I do need to question things now, but I got pushed pretty hard to be able to do that. And it was shocking. So they may be going through probably a lot of people going through a certain trauma of that cognitive dissonance of the wake up call right now. And I just, you know, let's send our love to all of those people who are right in the throes of figuring this stuff out. Millions. Absolutely. People, I'm sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, you're right. Those, those people who feel like they're doing the right thing, it's sort of like you're halfway there, but yeah. not doing it properly. Right. And not following the proper protocols to, <laughs> and to initiate that response within yourself, you know, and mm -hmm. it's very difficult because we told the line, of course, with censorship and things like that to really get into the specifics. But one of the things that we saw over the last few days was the, with was going on with Facebook and, the shutdown and, and how that disconnect from a, you know, from a machine, which is really where we're going with this transhumanistic future. Yeah. And they're really pushing it upon us. The, the withdrawal symptoms that people had during that time, or the fact that they just were so separated that it really caused uh, a disheartening almost that they were felt like they were lost. Yeah. And, and, you know, 
I'll get into it on your side too, but I think that that's that's a a a, a misplaced sort of sentiment. Yeah, no, that is a really well put, and I hadn't even quite thought about it in that in that term because I'm so. I mean, I got off of Facebook last year, and I haven't deleted it, but I'm like, I'm just so over it that I was, and I was kind of like. Yay! I don't know if anybody else was like doing a little happy dance when that yesterday. Absolutely, it was nice for a day. It was nice to not have to be connected. It was, and, and the problem is, so millions of people have their entire livelihood wrapped up in that particular entity, and and that's a problem. You know, that's a problem that needs to be solved because they don't feel like they can just hop off nonchalantly. They've got to create a whole entire new system in order to do business now if they're going to depart a organization which they don't believe in anymore or that they question or that, you know, could inconvenience them like that and disrupt their business. Even if they're just coming at it from that level, it's like even if they don't think anything of, of the rest of the stuff, you know, what's the solidity if that could just go away? What's the solidity of their own stability if that could just go away? could happen at any time you know they so they talk about emps could knock out even the lights for months years who knows you know mm-hmm. and one of the difficult things is when people are faced with that harsh reality they tend to you know one of the things today is and this is why i say this is because it's so polarized that you're either all for you know the prepping and getting ready and and you know let's dig in and and create shelters which i don't think is wrong but i think that there's a lot of emphasis to the point where it's too much that 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 it consumes them and that sort of negative outlook on what the next stages are for humanity can also be a hindrance i think there's there's always a a healthy dose of moderation for everything right and I think that it's not good to go into either direction too far. I think it's good to kind of stay centrist. But at the same time, you know, when we talk about internalizing some of this stuff, I believe that there's unlimited potential by tapping into your internal. And one of the reasons why when we see people come out on CBS or, you know, go in front of the Senate a day after coming out as a whistleblower, you know, that they that they essentially I can see the deception in it as it's happening and it's given right. me that discernment you know but it's yeah. crazy a whistleblower on 60 minutes imagine that it's like oh uh, no maybe they're you know the, okay. they've been coming out all year anyway this is the first one i've seen on 60 minutes and that's because it has to do with big tech and not other uh, other subjects but it's yeah. crazy and then yeah there's so much to unpack about what you just said but um so what if people decided from within what was really theirs to do. In other words, some people, their job might actually be to go go to the woods and build a house. You know, some people that might really be what their inner being is calling them to do because maybe that solves a lot of other problems for them, or maybe they've had a secret urge to do it for years. And, or maybe they're meant to start building a community or something like that. Whereas, you know, other people, Maybe they're meant to stay in it to win it right in the middle of the mix of all this stuff. And that's because they've got stuff to do there. You know, what would it be like if each person like you, it sounds like you, you know, you've found your place, you know, 
in the middle, but how much is that driven by logic and how much is it driven by tuning in? And is there a continual refinement of that? And how do we check in to get new information and new updates? And a lot of that, we're just going to feel from our, you know, if we're sensitive, we'll feel our inner being pulsing us. And then we can also go in with the intent to discover more about where our true guidance is and where our true North is for this time period. Cause I don't think it's one suit fits all at this time, especially. I totally agree with that. And, and, and I think that it's definitely derived of both logic and sort of my center. And mm -hmm. I think that part of the reason why I do that is because I feel like my mission is to help unprogram people. To get them to that point, or like we were talking about that threshold, like what makes me tick is being able to find that piece of information that's going to make you say, well, wait a minute. Now, if that's the case, I've got to totally look at everything. And, you know, it's kind of something that I'm going through, especially with my contact, that I'm going back and looking at my timeline and saying, okay, I've had this contact now twice. It wasn't, I only saw the craft, but what other moments where I either lost time or couldn't explain something. So it's like a whole reevaluation. And I think that that's kind of trudging up other aspects of, of my, my internal or, or, or maybe traumas and things like that as we going along. And it sort of displaces you in that moment. Right. And you're like, well, what else has happened? And it's sort of an inquisitive thing, but it's also run by a logical sense of if that happened and I didn't notice it, what else was there? You know what I mean? Yeah. And this, this asking of these types of questions is the first, is, I mean, the, the whole universe is based on asking you shall receive, right? So asking the right questions is half the battle. And then the answers will come, I feel, you know, and then maybe more confusion will come for a little while because the answers or responses not might not make sense. They may be so outlandish <laughs> seeming to our logical mind that, that we're like, that makes absolutely no sense. And we might not follow on it, but then years later we might get another piece of information and be like, Oh, that's what my inner being was trying to tell me. Cause it's an ongoing process of putting all these pieces together. And it's almost like, I mean, I, I it's not easy. It's not easy to piece these puzzles together right now. I mean, with the amount of confusion, misinformation, disinformation and lies and are doing our best to bridge our logic with our intuition, I mean, I just want to give us all a really big hug just for trying, like, like really, really the effort, the effort towards discerning and the effort, effort towards comprehending more about what's happening in our world and to us and the effort towards comprehending more about who we are is, is actually a prize in and of itself. And it's an achievement in and of itself. So we should remember that and not be too hard on ourselves, you know, but keep going in our process of learning how to unpack all this stuff. Absolutely. You know, I kind of see it as the metaphor of this, this initial moment is like a puzzle and you piece all those pieces together. And then that finished puzzle becomes a bigger puzzle piece onto the next puzzle, right? Like it just keeps going it's like infinitely just piece after piece. It's never a full it's a full puzzle, but it's never a fully finished puzzle. It's always on to the next bigger puzzle, you know, and it, it, you're right. There is so much to unpack with certain things, and, and it's amazing. I mean, you have written a ton of books. I see you have a ton of books out there on Amazon. We're going to bring up the page in a couple of moments just to show the people some of your works and, and how amazing it is. 
and so much you've done to help people. And even these conversations that we're having right now help me. I mean, I hope it helps you too, to just see what else is going on in, in, in the atmosphere around us. And I think we're getting to this point now where, it, you know, they talk about this prophecy of Aluru, where it's like the, the, the earths are going to separate and who's here and who's there. And I think even that is sort of a polarizing prophecy. But that came from the ancestors. So while they still were facing some of the polarity that we're facing now, I feel that there's a bigger connotation to that story, right? Mm -hmm. And that even though you might end up on the wrong side of what it is, you can always get back to the right side. And I think that that's a really, it's a really big sentiment that we need to start projecting to people more. Even though you may not be in the right place right now, it doesn't mean you can't get there. Yes. And, and I was given a direct transmission around what you're speaking of with Uluru around 20 years ago or so. And a beautiful being, a grandmother, and like a Navajo ancient grandmother, spider woman, came to me. And I saw her there in front of me. And I was like, Hello. <laughs> and, and she, she showed me a couple of things. She showed me a timeline where everyone was heading in the same direction, all of humanity, like quotient, like healed stuff and unhealed stuff, healed stuff, unhealed stuff. It wasn't like the healed people and the unhealed people, you know, it wasn't like the people who cleared all their karma and the people who hadn't, that was all mixed up. It was just the body of humanity heading in this direction. And what she showed me is up ahead, there was this split. And so from a spiritual, from a worldly perspective, we might say one group's going, heading the wrong direction and the other group's heading the right direction. And that's easy to try to say, especially when we know what we know about things. And, and could it also be that you know, from a higher perspective, I mean, it probably feels like that, like my whole family's going in the wrong direction for, you know, that's disconcerting, right? And people in both sides would probably feel that about each other from their own points of view. What if it's okay that people are at different levels of their soul's growth and they're going in a direction that's going to take them exactly where they need to go as their next step on their soul's evolution in whatever body remaining in this body to continue that journey or going into another body to continue that journey. And maybe that's the same for us. And so does it, does it help at all to, to reconnect with our eternal nature and to look at, at, at that now at the same time. So that's the spiritual vantage point on my human self. I'm praying every day for people to be able to wake up and heal and to overcome this stuff and to have the support of getting out from under the thumb of any of these beings that, are attempting to manipulate humanity to such an incredible degree right now so that we can awaken and go into that higher level that you're speaking of in terms of um, creating that beautiful earth together from our own inner sense of self-responsibility. So all the levels are operating at once, our, our, our ability to see this high spiritual vantage point and us down here in the trenches going through what, what it means to be a human being embodied, seeing loved ones making what we feel are mistakes and feeling their energy thinking we're making mistakes. I mean, it's a, it is not a little thing, my friend it is, it's really big. It's really big stuff we're doing. It's a, it's a tough terrain to traverse, I guess we could say. And there's, you're right. There is so much that is, 
not coincidental. It's right on time. And we don't really know where their soul's journey is. Like we could, we could have been here for millennia coming back, coming back. They might be brand new and just getting into it there, you know? And I've actually, I've talked to mediums about that past life regression stuff. And it's, it's difficult sometimes to believe that even though that they're your elder, they may not be as old. Their consciousness may not be as old as yours, you know, and it's, it could swap at any moment, you know, and it's really crazy too, but there's, there's so much that we can get into with the spirituality aspect of it. You know, one of the things that, that drew me to my internalization of, of what, what has been going on for me was actually looking back into history and in ancient native American culture, uh, Aboriginal culture, African Bushman culture, the creation stories. And, and I was talking to Paul Wallace and I said this during one of the panels that, as far back as I look, I still feel like it's always internally working on me. And, I, you know, it's like juxting the position on what, what we're really looking at at that point. And, you know, getting into these this initiations like we were talking about before and how these have a direct effect on where the path goes forward. So what, what do you and I'm not saying that you have to be right or wrong, but what do you mm -hmm. feel might be one of those infinite paths forward? So one of the infinite paths forward to me is what a lot of people call the new earth. It's, it's called a lot of things. It's called the golden age. It's called the new earth. It's called even the new age, even though that word's gotten co-opted, misused a lot. Um, that, that um, there's an opportunity for humanity to, to level up, to get more back in touch with nature again, to, to realize the sacredness of and the beauty of this particular vessel that we have and how intricately designed it is with the connection to the ancestors, connection to the land, connection to the great central sun and all the star people and all the beings in the universe, really, and beyond the omniverse, the multiverse, if you will, and our creator and taking the next level. Like I, I, I kind of, I, I have to say, I resonate with some of the visions uh, that have come through Allison Coe's um, uh, QHHT readings and, um, you know, where people are seeing themselves in a beautiful natural setting and they're either teaching or they're working with groups or they're just simply being in nature again, working with the land, creating in a whole new way. And I mean, that really resonates with me. I that's like my wee, yeah let's do that <laughs> almost like a commune type style like people are it's not so much about the individual anymore it's about the the village the village and for me it's like even in the village and you know exploring this with a lot of people a lot of us want to create our time and space to be our individuated selves to go back and and be in our own council and also come out and be with the village. And I feel like that more, that is a more advanced perspective. Like it's not just like, we're all, it's not the communist thing or something. It's not socialism. It's not right. It's isms. It's, it's like being an awakening spiritual being connecting to source to get your information and downloads and then sharing that with the others and following your own energy to live and be the way that you're meant to express and having every opportunity to bring that full expression out of you as your individuated self. You know, to me, that's the higher path. And it doesn't mean we have to have no technology. It just, it means 
that whatever kind of technologies are there are more advanced, more organic, more of a blessing to people rather than a detriment. But even like the wobble on the planet and the earth and the tilt at its axis, which has supposedly, some say, created all this extreme weather on the planet, you know, maybe that's going to correct and we don't have to worry about heating and cooling so much. I mean, what would that be like? It's a nice fantasy, right? At least nice imagination, a nice desire, <laughs> you know, but what is it? And, and this mystery of the things we don't know about what we don't know, like could literally there be like these two earths splitting off, which so many people have seen. And what does that mean on a physics or a mechanical or engineering perspective? That's like, woo, it's like way over my head, but it feels, I mean, I can see the possibility of a sorting hat going on now. And again, it's not good, bad, right or wrong. It's just like, hey, time for everybody to go to their next place, wherever that is. And so you have to do the sorting hat in order to figure that out. <laughs> very true, very true. And I like that, you know, we are, a even if it was, people would think that it would be like a socialist society, or whatever, it's not, it's a village or a collective of sovereign beings therefore they're they're manifesting their future while kicking some of it back to the collective so that collective could spiritually and physically manifest a brighter future and that's sort of where i got into this this creating of this database that i keep harping on this database and i say it but i think it's going to be the legacy of the community because the community is so vast and so many different ideas within the community and none of which are wrong. Like I, there's infinite paths to source. You know what I mean? Of course there is discernment within that aspect as well. Not that everybody and anybody who knows that their spiritual path is whatever is ultimately right, but everybody has their own course. And I think by charting and exploring these courses with materials in the sense of history, consciousness, even some of the the religious texts, just to give people a feel of what the other side kind of is, and give it the transcend that duality of dogmatic religious or spirituality. You can have both. You can have both in the sense that you don't have to take just all of it as a whole in the sense of either left, right, you know, Christian, Judaism, Islam. You can take a little bit of each and sprinkle it everywhere and really figure out what that means to you. And that is ultimately, to me, is that connection with source. Like when I look at my higher self, I feel like my higher self is like an operator. And all of the different dimensions and timelines are connected to this operator. So when you access that higher self, it's sort of like a lens that gets focused to the infinite consciousness. And all of those refracting lights hit that lens and then become one beam. But when you access that that lens, you're able to get inherent information from those other timelines, those other dimensions, which will help you mm -hmm. maybe problem solve here or figure out your way forward here. That's beautiful. And I, I the way that I would reflect on that, too, and something that's been given to me is um, thinking of ourselves as source streaming human angels. And um, that we're we're source streaming human angels. We're embodied angelic beings or like spiritual beings, whatever word you want to use, who can see all of the past behind us as a database of ancestral and personal memory that can then that we can rely on to sort of inform us 
And then possibly some of those memories will help us choose from the multiple timelines out in front of us. I kind of see us floating in space as I see this. And, and we have all that has gone on before us in this DNA of this vessel and all the vessels we've ever been in, plus all of the possible things out ahead of us. And that we're constantly, our job is to select those. And the more we learn how to do that consciously, the better. And that we also, as a source streaming human angel, we also connect with the energetics of the central sun and the earth and allow that electrical, pure positive electrical impulse that I see like as a blue shimmering fiber optics of light pulsing and flowing through us. And so we're really, we're connected to the planet, our embodiment and all of the, the galaxy and the universe through this fiber optics system that feels very ancient and feels like, like what I was shown is, you know, we got knocked off kilter from that system a long time ago when there was a big invasion and an explosion. And then things went downhill from there <laughs> on this particular planet. Uh, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. You were asking, you know, it could have been very recent, like Tartaria mud floods in the 1800s, <laughs> or it could have been 300,000 years ago or somewhere between. We really don't know right now, do we? I mean, we can, we have guesses, we have information, we have ideas and, you know, but we don't know. We don't know the final say. Part of what's been taken from us is our knowledge of the real history, which is why I'm working with Neil to do some programs to help begin to bring some of that stuff back, as are many, many others much more knowledgeable than me. But we're bringing in speakers and different things like that to create some conferences around some of the ancient history. Well, for sure. You got to come and do some of our conferences, too. With the uh, We do all different types of stuff. I think we're going to have one on astral projection soon. We're going to do one solely based on on maybe indian lore as in like india but uh indian lore and some of the cultural cultural aspects that kind of give credence to that spiritual body and the vedas and things like that and it's gonna be a lot of fun but you know one of the things too that that really that was you were setting up after that conference was the workshop and how that workshop must have been incredible i'm sorry i missed it but i'm sure you you guys tell us all about it. Oh my gosh. Well, when we, when we get together to do group clearing work, what we basically do, I always have a knowing that exactly the right people who are supposed to be there are there. Because if you think about the ancestral lineage and the past lives that each of the people called forth have, and we were working 13 generations back and 10 generations forward for this clearing and this healing. And so if you think about how many people that is 13 times, like however many people were in the group times 13 times 10 forward, you know, that's like millions and millions of people that get touched because the ancestors are invited, you know, on a soul level, if they wish to also receive the clearing, it's not enforced, but what's happening is the, the being itself is clearing any of the subconscious data stored in their body, mind, spirit complex from this ancestral complex where they might've had traumas in similar situations. And we were working on the topic of the trauma, shock, grief, fear, anger, resentment, even vengefulness came up, all kinds of other things from having been lied to so much. It's like being gaslit and being lied to is crazy making. And it's not, 
it's really not fun. And so we were working on cleaning the trauma of that because our, I'm certain our ancestors also went through similar things. So yeah, it was a very powerful, people did their mighty work and we, we just, we really did. And you know, when we do that kind of work, we know it's happening when people can feel it in their body, my spirit complex, like we, that you can actually feel what's happening, that energy is moving and things are sorting out. And then new people reported feeling much lighter energetically, things like that. And uh, getting a new perspective and getting their energy back and getting old astral boogies off their backs and all kinds of things. <laughs> well, that's important. You know, it's like people who don't really go into the, the DNA activations or, or finding out about that lineage, you know. And when we going back to the Portal of Ascension, the, the uh, event we did at the very end, when they started letting the audience into the stream. It was so amazing. Like there was just that that many people and the outpouring of love that they were just giving to everybody was just it was one of the most epic things I think I've been a part of. It really was. While we had some amazing panels and guys go back. I have day three on my YouTube channel. But if the other days you go to Portal of Ascension. But, you know, uh, these panels were so great. But then this this culmination of what community really is and the actual community that's being cultivated while we're doing this and uh, it, it left me speechless almost in tears mm -hmm. that's how energetically powerful it was yeah for sure and i was it was beautiful just to and it's the communion i mean and part of i think what's breaking down and some people do speak about this into the in the new world as we shift into this new way of being we're going to be less inclined to put people on a pedestal um, you know, each of us has gifts to share. So we take leadership when it's our time and then it's somebody else's time to take leadership and then somebody else's time to take leadership. Like we're, we're going to be less inclined to have these superhero celebrity politician people that are on this big soapbox that we're like, Oh, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's part of what's dying and fading away as we make this transition, I feel. And not, Hey, look, if somebody's got a beautiful gift, they're wonderfully talented and everyone loves them and they celebrate that's wonderful you know but it, it's not going to be the same sort of distorted ego worship that it's been in the past so you know in that instance you're talking about we we um we felt the love the co-creation because you can't really have a conference with speakers if you don't have people listening and we were going crazy in the chat too the whole time <laughs> so, it was wonderful it was so wonderful I can resonate with that sentiment of how beautiful it is just to, to see that there's a collective co-creating this, whether you're the one speaking or you're the one listening or you're doing research and sharing it out or whatever aspect or role you're at right now, there is more and less impact that people have. But even that, we don't know, just sometimes just taking a moment to discern something where we weren't discerning before might have an enormous impact on the collective consciousness. You know, we can't only measure things from outer appearances. It's like very true. We're very so connected true. on the inner as a human collective. You yeah. know that 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 that's so right, and that's also one of the, another thing that I've been working on for a few months is is a community. It's not just, and I don't mean as in like the spiritual community, but the sense of community, as in towns and villages, right? Back in the day, if you fell in front of your neighbor's house, they would call the ambulance for you, not take their phone out and record you with a broken leg on the side of the road and not come near you. And there's a moment in time on this timeline where we actually let that sense of community slip away. 
And it had a lot to do with the polarity of, of politics and issues. And it's, it's so difficult for some people to just get past those polarizing, those polarizing sentiments. And I think by shedding light on where community was and how we get it back might be a little bit for people to, to grasp onto and to really take control of that future. That's beautiful. And I really like what you said, right. As we opened up and, now, the social media has certainly um, contributed to, to that movie, The Social Dilemma. And, and that, you know, that, like you said, that five or six hours that we were off of social media and there wasn't any opportunity to do that. What a blessing that was to remember. I mean, I like to have regular days where I'm just off the devices. I'm just not doing, I'm, I'm okay. I'm like, I'm not communicating. I'm communing. <laughs> you know, it's yes. like how what could we how could that shift our whole lives to take a regular break and also really start to question what we're doing on certain platforms anymore when we know who they are you know whether that's and, and that's a that's a big one because there's pros and cons right but there's also like at, a, at the end of the day i'm starting to ask myself like why would i shop on that big mega giant if they're doing this this and this you know or why would i engage on this platform if they're shutting everybody down who's trying to share things you know on and on like when are we going to be pushed out of our convenience to the point where we'll be willing to make change how inconvenient does it have to get before we're willing to make change i i think they're tailoring narratives to make you feel like you are there is a convenience while they take away those conveniences really like and they're they're manipulating the thought process of what that actually means and changing definitions and words and all different types of stuff like that, which is really, really wild to me. Like it, a lot of this critical thinking aspects of, of what we were taught growing up are no longer taught and they're just spoon fed different things. And it's, it's that to me is concerning at so many levels because it's like the lemmings. You remember the lemmings? So we used to be the, the video game with the lemmings, where if one of them would run off the bridge, the rest would just run off the cliff, run off the cliff. And I feel like we're getting to that point. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah, it certainly, certainly is uh, looking that way. And it is disconcerting and it is sad and it does open up the heart of compassion because like we were saying before, we know that so many people are doing that so innocently and with such trust and with, with such an open heart to want to do the right thing. So much so. And, you know, there and the thing about the about technology, too, is technology is a gift and a curse. It's all about how it's implemented. Right. If we're implementing to shut people down on now, basically, if we're using technology to shut people down or to expose something that doesn't need to be put out there for the reasons of right, just to do it or creating echo chambers where specific people aren't allowed to say specific things. I truly believe it. That's implementing it for a negative outcome. Mm -hmm. If we're using it like we're doing now to connect and bring people messages of, of, of prosperity and hope and, and really trying to drive a specific message of love, peace, and higher consciousness, I think that, that that's a good way to implement specific technologies. But you have to have time where you're able to say, okay, that's enough. We can't get addicted to it or having these algorithms that make you just want to keep scrolling up or swiping right or swiping left 
I think that that's where they've used technology through manipulations and algorithms, I guess, to people like like click rates or, or flash rates, what they used to do on TVs that they had to s slowly get rid of, which they still do and just don't tell you about it, but afflicting messages to your subconscious. And that's what this these trends that we see on these social media platforms do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very intentional. And then literally imagery embedded in movies, all kinds of things that we've been finding out has been going on. And, you know, it's really about intent, isn't it? Because like, let's go back to, for you're talking about some of the good, good things out of some of the religions, right? So, so um, do unto others as you'd have them do it to you, you know, being kind, following the, um, having a having a positive intent so some people say uh, that uh, the first three commandments were the main ones and then moses crushed those tablets he came down the mountain with the three <laughs> the story goes from a rabbi who was also a vedic uh master and sun dancer dr gabriel cousins told us this story i think that you know moses comes down with these three tablets and um and then he sees them worshiping the fatted calf again. And he's like, ah, he's like, these people are going to have rules. The people who know the inner way, you only need these three reminders. If you love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to want to hurt anybody. <laughs> and you're not going to have a bad intention. You know, maybe you'll make mistakes, but you're not going to be out there intentionally trying to manipulate people for your own service self power trip. Like that's just not part of the part of the thing anymore. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And there's mistakes and intentional mistakes or intentional wrongdoings or yeah, it's it's a different spectrum, right? So I what I want to do is I want to share the screen to show your books. So we can show the people all the work that you have put into helping people. And it's, it's so amazing. All that you, that all that you're doing. I mean, Thank you so much, so many books here. Let's go to the full screen and we'll take us out of it. But look, loves whispers, authentic spiritual development and the star elders, the ego. Uh, there's a bunch of love whispers, right? And it, older let's version, see. Newer version. Yep, we have unlocked and unleashed the God within you. So amazing. Is it, I mean, then there's the beloved source speaks. I mean, look at look at all these books. There's so many books. Look at all the work you've done. It's so incredible. Of, there's about six more that aren't finished yet. <laughs> no, I have. It has been very uh, abundant, and it's I'm grateful for that. Um, my name changed officially to Sharia Dharma. So, but the Sharia Fox is what it was before I did that official change. And, uh, so that's where people can, they can click over to the books from that website that you're pointing to there. There's a lot of exercises. And in fact, on my website, I think there's a place to sign up to get the exercises as a workbook from loves from fall in love with the beloved within. Cause there is a ton of exercises for people in there. I saw that too when I was exploring the website, looking, you know, just I always do that. I always do a little bit of research before somebody comes on. I mean, it's it, truly incredible what you're doing here. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, and we're going to finish up in about five minutes, but what would you tell somebody who's starting on this spiritual path? What advice could you give them? 
Uh, that's pretty much the question. Yeah. That's a great question. And it really, we've touched on it already, but let's just flesh it out a little bit. And I think in one of the trainings that I took, um, this was driven home in a very clear way and also was taught to me through various teachers, inner and outer and experience. Uh, so Theta Healing and Viana Stiebel, people might know about Viana. In Theta Healing, they say, go to source first. Go to the source through your heart. And, and there's a process of getting there. And th there was a process that was given to me directly called uh, Core Star Activation for that. And so do Core Star Activation. Go deeply into the center of your heart. Connect with spirit there. And follow that guidance. Ask for that essence of yourself, God, source, whatever your name for God is, that part of you that's connected with the all that is, your high self. Ask that to vet and choose any other guides or people that are going to give you information. Like we don't, if we go directly to other beings, they're going to all have varying degrees of their own agenda, either beneficial or potentially not so awesome for us. But even if it's something that's not against us, it still could enwrap us in an agenda that's going to cause us to sort of derail off our own path potentially. So what we want to do is go to source and have source select that energy that's going to interact with us and to have it run through that source connection instead of through a, our own personality level. And that way it keeps us clean and pure and connected to that light, which also is a protecting mechanism and a vetting mechanism for us. And so I, a long time ago, I gave up trying to, to talk, you know, asking specific beings for things um, because, you know, there's so many beings masquerading as other beings, like the misinformation, disinformation and lies does not just exist out in the 3D world, I'll tell you. <laughs> So true. So true. So uh, to me, that's like cultivating and making an intention and asking to connect with source directly through the heart. That is the key core thing. If I only told people one thing for their whole life that I would say. <laughs> so incredible. That's so incredible. And, you know, I've loved this hour of conversation that we've had, and I can't wait to bring you back on. We could do this again and just we'll pick specific topics and go crazy. And also, guys, just to let you know, we're going to be starting to ramp up on our Patreon side, which is for $2.99. We're going to be trying to drop two or three extra videos a week, plus all of all of the other uh, stuff that we're going to be having, PDF files, documents, all different types of stuff. We're going to start doing a little bit more on the political side, too, just to show you. But it's been an honor and a privilege to have you here and Shride. Guys, go check out her work. It is worth it. I'll tell you that right now. I just know from, from working with her at one conference that this woman is so tuned in and so into helping people that it's, it's, it has to be recognized. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on. And I appreciate you. And this has been such an amazing episode. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. And I'll let you finish. I'll let you say a last word, Shreya, and then we'll finish off. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That is, you're seeing the truth of me when you say that. I that is my my deepest desire is literally to help us all awaken and move forward together into this next phase with as much love and grace as possible. 
and growth, you know, sometimes that growth feels challenging. We're in the challenge right now and let's let that be okay. Let's embrace that too. And I'd be happy. I've got so many recorded meditations and other things. I'd be happy to add some free content to support your Patreon channel. If you like that, people. Oh, that would be exceptional. I appreciate that. And we're definitely going to talk about that because those meditations are key to getting out to people. And, and I appreciate you and all that you do. And, you know, this has been a great, a great start. You know, this is the beginning of, of a beautiful friendship. And from here, we're going to, we're going to keep working and trying to bring you guys as much as we can. I'm still working on the database. I'm also going to be using Patreon to uh, basically show the roads in which I'm going down to create this database. We're going to be documenting the whole way through and it's going to take probably years, but it's okay. We've got the time we're here. So uh, I just want to thank you again, Shirai. It's been amazing. Thank you to everybody watching. This has been Full Spectrum Universe. My name is Rob Yox, and we are signing off.